In these unprecedented times, we need effective immune support. That's why I'm excited to introduce two formulas that work, CV Defense and CV Acute. There's nothing quite like them. CV Defense is a daily preventative, the only supplement that delivers the six most important ingredients to optimize your immune function, including PEA, a critical molecule for long-term immunity at the cellular level. CV Acute is a fast-acting, great-tasting syrup for direct immune activation. It eliminates invaders with a fruit flower and root of patented Chinese medicine. I take it when I feel run down to fend off respiratory infections. Both products are safe, all-natural, and backed by numerous clinical trials. For more information and to order, go to TotalImmuneHealth.com and take advantage of discounts from 30 to 50% just for listening to Intelligent Medicine. That's TotalImmuneHealth.com. TotalImmuneHealth.com for the most exciting immune support products in years. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly rundown of your questions. It's your show. Your participation is essential. Radio program at AOL.com, designation for questions. We've had some great ones in part one. Let's uh, stay in a roll here with part two. This is from Linda. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. I'm a 39-year-old African-American female and noticed a decline in my white blood cell count over the years. And my 75-year-old mother recently had a routine visit with her primary care, and her white blood cell count was 2.9, which right. maybe is borderline. Mm-hmm. She has a history of leukopenia diagnosed by a hematologist she saw as part of her workup prior to total knee replacement surgery. None of the... So, M- well, yeah. so, so you had a workup. Yeah, right? she means- had a workup, and that's where it was found, the leukopenia. And, but it wasn't labeled a disease. Mm. Sounds like... So when yeah. you go to a hematologist with a low white blood cell count, which is a reason to go to a hematologist, yeah. they'll do a bunch of tests to see if you have something going on. Yeah. The ultimate test is a bone marrow. And, you know, that's unfortunately a little bit of a painful test. They have to go into the thigh bone uh, or they sometimes yeah, go into the, the, the breast sternum. bone and the sternum and they pull out, you know, with a big bore needle. It's not a little tiny needle like you get your COVID vaccination. It's, a, it's like a, a drill core, you know. Pass the morphine. It's Thank like, you. Yeah, you know, maybe you get a little kind of stuff. But anyway, <laughs> it's, it's, um, so they, then they analyze the cells to see yeah. if you get a tired bone marrow, they're not producing enough white blood cells, yeah. or if you have some abnormalities that suggest you might get, maybe you have the sign that you have multiple myeloma or some mm. pre-leukemia or something or, mm-hmm. um, myelodysplastic disease, which is common, but it may be a precursor to something mm-hmm. serious. It's age-related often. Okay. None of the MDs, Linda says, either of us have seen, have either not acknowledged, or at least once stated, this is normal for our ethnicity. Are we just being brushed off? Mm -hmm. Is this something that needs to be investigated by a more competent and culturally sensitive provider? What a great question. And, you know, it's really interesting because uh, there is a, you know, we talk a lot about structural racism in various aspects of society. Yeah. And... um, you know, the suspicion is that there is structural racism in medicine, is that, eh, you know, they're black, so that's, you know, like, they can have a little higher blood pressure, they can have a little higher PSA. A little that's higher normal. leukopenia? A, l- a, little a little more lower, leuco- lower white lower. blood cell count. Okay. Eh, it's normal, normal, you know. Yeah. And, and, a little more sickle cell? Right. It's, and it's it's almost like a form of complacency, like, oh, you know, there's a we have different tolerances for whites. Whites, we're more careful. 
But black people, we can just let it slide because it's, I don't know, they, mm-hmm. they're, they're different. But it, it is actually true. And I, I used to uh, reflexly, uh, on my African-American patients, I used to, uh, like a good little, uh, you know, neophyte doctor, I used to send them all for hematology yeah. uh, consults. Yeah. And I learned early on that the hematologist would send me a plight note saying, well, yeah, you know, your patient does have a white blood cell count of 2.7 or 3.1 or 2.9, mm-hmm. but there is a racial disparity in white blood cell counts. So the norm is different. Yeah. The norm may be different also, interestingly enough, for vitamin D. It's suspected that one of the things that happens with uh, African Americans, I've seen some studies on this, is that they tend to be low in vitamin D because they have dark skin, they don't sometimes. Yes. But they also may have some carrier, uh, problems with vitamin D, mm. where they may be sufficient in vitamin D, but may reflect a lower level of vitamin D. So yeah. the norms may be different racially. I mean, look, let's face it, there are racial differences. We're not going to say there are racial differences in intelligence. There's not racial differences in of course not. athletic oh, no. performance. You An- know. Another, there's a- there's another plenty test. of white basketball players. White men can jump. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, there are a few. but <laughs> Kidney function, GFR, yeah. there's a different category. For African American on glomerular filtration, glomerular filtration, filtration rate. Yeah. I can never say that word properly. Glomerular. Glom- glomerular. Yeah, okay, <laughs> never mind. All right. Like, GFR. GFR. Right. GFR. But it's different for the African American population, yeah, is, which right. is very interesting. Right. Now, is, that, is that a reflection of that we have, it's kind of like, uh, do we have lower expectations? You know, it's like, uh, you know, some kind of, uh, uh, you know, allowance that we make. No, it's not. It's there's different physiolo- there are physiologic yes. differences. It's, it's, I, I yeah. suppose. So, so yeah. I, w- I wouldn't worry about, uh, you know, if, look, um, watch it because mm-hmm. if that goes 2.9 and then it's 2.3 and then it's 1.9, you got to yeah. see a hematologist because, you know, you earned possibly a, a bone marrow test. Right. But, if you're hanging out at that level, and here's another analogy that I make is, you know, you may say, well, oh my goodness, my immune system's not good because normal is like four, five, six, and mine's 2.9, so I don't have a good immune system. I analogize that to the Israeli army. It's numerically inferior, mm-hmm. but it is uh, tactically and performance-wise equivalent or superior to yeah. the overwhelming uh, outnumbered, uh, you know, enemies that surround Israel. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, it, it's it's not about the it's it's not about quantity. It's about quality. And yes. Having an adequate quantity, uh, sorry, adequate quality yeah. of white blood cells is uh, right. going to protect you. Right. Efficient so, white blood cells. Right. So I don't make that much of these mm-hmm. little glitches. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I have to say though is there's you know we talk about races. Uh, the races aren't that distinct, especially now. I mean, when, you know, before the, the era of, uh, you know, con- uh, colonization and encounter of, you know, Africans and, uh, Native Americans and Asians, uh, there was much less admixture. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing is that, you know, just do ancestry.com. You know, a lot of people are going to find that they're part African American. And sure. a lot of African Americans are going to, especially African Americans are going to find that they have a lot of Caucasian. Yeah. Or uh, Asian. Yeah. Uh, you know, influence. And so mm-hmm. it's a, it's a very mixed bag. You can't, so to say African Americans as a whole, what does that mean? It's like a spectrum. Yes. It's, it's, I mean, uh, occasionally you'll see somebody directly from an African country where there's no intermarriage. And they are 
you know, racially very homogeneous. Yes. But more and more, the, the human race is becoming very heterogeneous. Yes. True. True. Linda, thank you for that very, very thoughtful question. But, you know, I, yeah. I get it. Being in that predicament, it's almost like mm -hmm. you're feeling, it's like dismissive. It's, oh, yeah, it's a little low. That's okay for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, you've got that Mediterranean anemia. Mm -hmm. or You know, it, it's also thought that some of these traits yeah. may be an adaptation to, yes. um, you know, a malaria-infested environment. So, for right. example, sickle cell is a terrible disease. Mm -hmm. But having having two sickle cell genes sometimes is devastating. Yeah. But having a mix of one normal and one sickle protects you from malaria. Yes. And it, so it's an, it is a it's positive an adaptation. adaptation. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. That's how they... It, uh, and would, didn't cystic fibrosis develop in response to, uh, was it cholera? No, I'm, or something I don't even, like yeah, that. Yeah, that's or, or, yeah, you know, possible, yeah. So that's interesting. So... Good point, which to pause because we want to allow one of our sponsors an opportunity to share this vital message with you. So here it goes. Naturally occurring black pigments in vegetables, spices, and seeds have been found to have powerful anti-inflammatory effects. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and I'm excited about what I think may be the next big thing in anti-inflammatory supplements, a brand new, all-natural daily preventative against a host of possible inflammatory issues. Black for Health Liquid Extract from Future Farm Botanicals. Black for Health combines four plant-based foods, black garlic, black radish root, black cumin seed, and black peppercorn containing high levels of body-ready healing botanicals. Black for Health supports your liver, skin, cholesterol, blood pressure, and weight management, circulation, and immunity. It's a tasty supplement with liposome complex for optimal absorption. For more information or to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuture. Farm, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They're what make Intelligent Medicine continuing free resource to you. And now back to our questions. We've got a question from Anne. Dear Dr. Hoffman, last week you interviewed Dr. Laval on your podcast. Mm -hmm. He said that a new study shows that aged garlic extract helps reduce gingivitis Yes. At 3.6 grams. Right. Or six reserve pills. That's 3,600. 3,600. I went to the Kyolic website, and there it says the dose is 2.4 grams. But I'm sure that's not for gingivitis. So what's the proper dosage? Well, I think he was citing one study where they went a little higher than yeah. the normal dosage. I'm currently taking 2.4 grams to help reduce coronary plaque. Does this mean that I could kill two birds with one stone, or do I need to increase the dose to 3.6 for the additional well, you know, benefit? I think when you look at studies, uh, you know, you have to sort of extrapolate to real life, and you may get some benefit by taking two-thirds of what the study uh, showed. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, it, it's not ironclad that based on one study, that's what you must take for all forms of periodontal disease. Yeah. And, you know, there people with periodontal disease have different characteristics. There's going to be some benefit to taking 2,400. But what's interesting is that, you know, both those uh, periodontal disease may contribute to the risk of cardiovascular disease. So maybe one it of does, the ways yes. in which aged garlic extract protects against cardiovascular disease, not a direct effect on the arterial walls, but an indirect effect by suppressing periodontal disease. Yeah. And which, hence, also, uh, mm -hmm. it, when you have bad periodontal disease, you have a high C-reactive protein. 
IC reactive protein is, is a risk factor for cardiovascular disease because mm -hmm. it's generalized systemic inflammation. Yes. Yes. Great question, Anne. Thank you for that. Yeah. All right. Um, this is from Steve. Hi, Layla and Dr. Hoffman. I take a quality multivitamin that includes all the B vitamins, and most of them are at the RDA, the recommended daily allowance. Which is poultry. Yes. I'm wondering... Well, what is it, for, for example, what's it for B12? Oh, it's I don't, really I don't even remember. I think, I think it's, it's like, like 30. I, I don't... I, I mean, I can, I can look that up. It's been so long talk. since I... Yeah. It's been... You know, I look at the RDA and it's like, what, 3.6 for That's vitamin That's like the B6 kind of stuff you find in a, in a one-a-day like multivitamin. Exactly. You know, very, Is one-a-day still even out there? A big uh, time. I don't even... the leading multivitamin. Right. I am wondering if you also or recommend... Centrum, you know, things like yeah. that. Yeah. I'm also wondering if you also recommend a B-complex and why B-complex vitamins... Are significantly higher than the RDA. Thanks for all that you do. Okay, here it is. Yeah. Uh, B1, 1.1 milligrams. Oh, yeah. B2, 1.1 milligrams. B3, 14 milligrams. B5, 5 milligrams. Yeah. So, so much more in a B50, right? Yeah. B6, 1.3 milligrams. Biotin, mm -hmm. 30 micrograms. People take 5,000 micrograms sometimes for yeah. uh, hair, skin, and nails. Um, B12... I, I wasn't too far off. I said three. It's 2.4 micrograms. You're kidding. Yeah. Really? It's that low? Okay, yeah. This reminds me of a story. Back in the 1980s, Dr. Hoffman, when I used to carry around in my purse Earl Mendel's Vitamin Bible. Do you remember yes. this book? Yes. Well, my grandmother, who was alive at the time, was having trouble with memory and stuff like that. So I got her a B-complex, 25, maybe 50. She took it. Well, she started talking more and, you know, again, anecdotal, anecdotal. And this went on for, and, and it was different. Even her daughters, my mother and my aunts were saying, she's talking more. This is great. So then she goes to the doctor and the doctor sees what she's taking right. and says, no, put that aside. I'm going to write you a prescription right. for B vitamins, yes. which were exactly the, the RDA, RDA levels. Yeah. And can I tell you, yeah. she started taking the prescription RDA level vitamins. Yeah. Kind of went back to. She reverted. So okay. So her is, tongue was kind of gone. This is the the. I mean, this is the difference between uh, what is called sufficient to avert uh, vitamin deficiency. Yes. Versus uh, optimal. Optimal or right. in the case of people with uh, medical conditions or genetic susceptibilities, to push a little harder against some metabolic. Right. Uh, some metabolic choke points yes, or metabolic uh, blockades. Mm -hmm. And so that's why someone who has pernicious anemia has to take very high doses of oral B12 and sometimes requires injections of B12. Yes. And so, you know, your grandma, we don't know, she might have had pernicious anemia, yeah. malabsorption, yeah. and she may have required those higher doses to get there. Yeah. Now, a, a super healthy person in all respects might... You know, get this from the diet. Right. You know, yeah. And not need a super yeah. healthy person yeah. or something like that. But there are many instances where people would need more B-complex. You know, look at yeah. some, one gene, just one. And it's one among many, and it gets a <laughs> lot of publicity, and people, you know, panic when they have an abnormality of this. It's the MTHFR. MTHFR has to do with methylation. Yes. But so do several other genes, which are less well-known. And those uh, suggest that there may be some weakness in the utilization of certain vitamins to achieve uh, ideal methylation. Yeah. 
and therefore you need to push a little harder with, say, 5-methylfolate, uh, or occasionally B6, P5P, yes. or methyl B12, the more bioavailable form of B12, or sometimes riboflavin. Mm -hmm. You know, and then uh, people, it might manifest in a high homocysteine, mm -hmm. which may require supraphysiologic doses of B12. Yeah. Let's find this with vitamin D, too. So vitamin D, you know, you could say, well, we, everybody should take 400 IUs of vitamin D, which is whatever is it. Now it's like 600. It's you know, ridiculous. Right. But yeah. we find so many people who have inadequate levels of vitamin D on that. Now, some do okay on that. Yeah. But there's such a variation genetically and circumstantially yes. in how people absorb Absolutely. and utilize it. There's like about, <laughs> you know, a dozen different places where the vitamin D may be the absorption, the utilization, the uh, receptor uh, effects on, on cells yes. might be compromised. Right. And coming back to the B-complex, there are many different reasons to take additional B-complex. It could be in the setting of stress. It could be in the setting of medication, which mm -hmm. causes deficiencies. Mood effects. It could be mood effects. It could be something like uh, uh, labyrinthitis, where you need more B6 or or uh, carpal tunnel. Or carpal tunnels. Thank so you. I was going to say you get a therapeutic effect. Exactly. So, you get it. So in order to achieve the therapeutic right. effect, you don't merely fix the. Uh, you don't just address deficiency. Yes. You're using an effect orthomolecular medicine. Right. Which is this notion that. Uh, vitamins at a little higher level that are targeted mm -hmm. can have a medicinal effect. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and why not? I mean, right. it's actually been demonstrated that, you know, for certain conditions, vitamins at higher doses than normal yes. can help. Now, does everybody need mega, mega, mega? But no, no. maybe not. Maybe no, not. Maybe not. Exactly. So, Steve, thank you for that very thoughtful question. Yeah. Time for one more question. Okay. Uh, this is from Sam. I'm a longtime listener. I value your impartial judgment. I get gel injections in my knees, which is really hyaluronic acid. They're very helpful. Hyaluronic acid comes in supplement form. Will the supplement form get to the knee where I need it? Would it be would the would the supplement be good? For, what would it be good for if it doesn't help the knees? Taking it orally. Well, it's a little bit it's like good for skin. Sending an email without the right address, you know, may not get <laughs> knees, where, please. Yeah, it's kind of you're right. It's like tell it to go to the knees. Yeah. Or my, you know, it's like so the the local injection is a much more efficient way of delivering it sure. than taking it orally. There may be some benefit to taking it orally. That may be also part of the benefit of uh, glucosamine and chondroitin, which are building yeah. blocks for synovial memory. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So you know, I I think. You know, what's, what's your take on, uh, the, uh, hyaluronic acid supplements? I think there may be a place for them. Sure. I think, uh, applied I, topically I think the to skin. Is that strong. Yeah. Many, yeah. There's some skin, skin studies. studies. They're not particularly great studies, no. in my opinion. No. Just hold more moisture. I, it's innocuous. Mm -hmm. I don't take them, I don't but. See the heart. Uh, I don't either. I, you know, uh, and, you know, and I guess I'm getting a little vain, but I think the, I guess, you know, what do you think, Leo? Impartial opinion. Well, we're in, a, we're in an office full of plastic surgeons, so it's very easy to get a little curbside consult about something. I, I haven't been tempted, but... Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I, there's an interesting thing going on, which is, uh, I, wrote, I talked about it on my radio program, it's called Zoom Dysmorphia. Oh. Zoom Dysmorphia, which is people uh, you are on Zoom for hours on end, and whenever you're on Zoom, you know, you see the person who's talking, but you also see yourself. Oh, yeah. And I am like... Riveted by how I look, I can't help it. I keep looking at myself. Like, 
<laughs> do I look stupid? Am I, do I have, you know, don't pick your nose. Don't, you know, do, don't, don't do anything nose. bad. You know, uh, and, and, oh, so I hold my head a little higher because this, in this angle makes my nose look, yeah, like, you know, big. Yeah, and, but my, my biggest complaint is I hate this fluorescent light on me. It's oh, yeah, just, it's horrible it's horrible. Lighting. it's horrible. The cameras are, are these yeah. inky dinky cameras. So more and more people are developing this, uh, zoom dysmorphia, which is, it comes from the term, BDD, body dysmorphic yes. disorder, which young men have often because they are not, they want to be more muscular. They want to look yeah. like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, you know, hopefully not now the way he looked like when he was just crying, right. you know, but, uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, so more and more, so I, I talked to the plastic surgeon. I went, I said, well, hey, hi, I see you in the office. How are you doing? I said, are you busy? She goes, very busy. I said, you know, that's great. I said, what do, what do you think is going on? She says, well, number one, people are looking at the, in, in screens all the time and they're seeing how they look. They're seeing like, I'm getting wrinkled. I need a, like a, you know, a facelift or I yeah, need like yeah, a yeah, nose yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an ideal time to get that because people are homebound and they also have more money because they've gotten like the, the, the government money. Yes. But they also haven't had an opportunity to spend the money. They don't, you know, go out anymore. They don't right. go to like movies and, and, and so a little facelift. concerts and they can't travel. That's yeah. one of the ways that people spend money. So they have a little extra money and they, they figure like, this is a good time. I can't do anything else. So let me work on myself. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so this is a real thing. So I can hyaluronic Zoom. acid help. Uh, yes. Bottom line, you know, it may, sure. may help the skin a little bit, and it may yeah. get to the joints a little bit. Uh, but the more efficient way. And by the way, the studies on uh, knee injections are yeah. very problematic because anytime you have a procedure, there's a very strong placebo effect. So it's very hard to separate ah. the placebo effect, especially with pain, because pain <clears throat> is very subjective. True. You know, it'd be one thing if they were going to check a thing in your blood, you know, like your your inflammation level or something. Right. But it's more like, you know, how does your knee feel? It's like, well, since I got those injections, I feel a lot better. It's like, yeah, but we just gave you like saline with those injections. Oh, yeah. Oh, the placebo know. effect is yeah. absolutely real. It's very hard to study something like acupuncture or yeah. something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, you know, I think for some people, there's an advantage of those treatments. Yeah. I mean, if you're like really bone on bone, I'm not sure it's going to help you. But Right, right. Sam, thank you for that question. Yeah. Good questions all around today. Yes. And so uh, we invite you to send questions. We've got a couple more in the mailbox, but we are always up for more of your inquiries. Radio program at AOL.com is the destination for questions. Anything else, Layla? Mm, that's it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, that's Dr. All she wrote. All right. Uh, stay uh, well out there and uh, you know, enjoy the spring. This is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212 212- Seven seven nine one seven four four. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.